0: Hello, this is Steve Klein and welcome to Fizbo Smarts, Episode 9. It's November 12th, 2019. Let's roll the intro. Hello, this is Steve Klein with Fizbo Smarts bringing you the best tips, tools, and techniques for selling your home digitally and online for sale by owner and helping you save thousands of dollars in the process on your next home sale and helping you become Fizbo smart. In this episode, we're continuing our journey. It's now technically the second month of our sale since we put it up on September 1st. And uh, actually, that was August 31st, but technically it was the weekend of September 1st. And we've learned a few things and we've gained some more knowledge. And I want to impart that onto you. One of the major changes is that we ended up adjusting our sales price. Now, you might remember way back in, I believe it was July, that I was pricing this. And right before we went and took the month of August off because of our vacation, I was deciding to sell the home to get the most out of it because, well, you know, it's sentimental to me. I didn't really want to just let it go. And I felt like if I got the most money uh, for my mom, it would be doing her really well because every little bit right now helps. I mean, every 10000 extra that we would get with the sale proceeds gives her about two more years. Well, yeah, two more years in addition to the funds that she would already have to take care of her health care costs. So that was one thing that I wanted to make sure that I got all situated for my mom. But I realize also that the market only bears to what it will take, meaning that if a house is valued at, let's say, 339000 and I'm trying to get 359000 20000 more, and the market doesn't bear that, then no one's going to buy it unless they really, really, really want it. No one can get the same sentimental value as I can. So obviously, to them, it's just going to be a house. And I know some people will value it, but I got to be realistic because if someone's getting a loan on it, unless they have a rich uncle, they're not going to pay the extra 20000 And they really have to really love this house to be able to do that. And I just couldn't see myself just having this on the market for too much longer, knowing that my mom is in really need of the money. And to be honest, we are too. I mean, we're footing the bill for part of this stuff, for goodness sake. I mean, pretty soon we're going to run out of money. So we got to we gotta really do it for my mom, but also for ourselves, because we're helping offset the cost for my mom being in her assisted living facility, and we just can't sustain that over time. So it's just something that we need to do now as much as for my mom, but also for, for us. We don't wanna go into debt ourselves. So that's not a good place to be. So yeah, so we're gonna I'm gonna adjust the price, and I already have uh at the beginning of October. It is now at the the sale price, the retail price, more accurately. And I might come down a little bit more just to make it more enticing because we can. We still have equity and we still have room to to grow and to discount if we need to. But I really don't want to. I want to try and get the most value we can out of this home. And if there is an owner that is struggling, we may be able to come down. So that's a good that's a good place to be. And I'm even thinking if we don't sell it by December of making some sort of winter Christmas holiday special because... I don't think that we're going to get a lot of takers during the holidays. It's just my gut feel. Um, I'm not sure statistically if that's accurate, but I, I always hear that it's really a slow period of time for real estate sales. So if I could somehow offer a discount, let's just say 10000 off or even $15,000 off, I mean, that would be incredible, Right. So anyway, the Zillow Zestimate on our house is 339, I'm sorry, 323, $323,000. And I think that the appraisal will come out to be about 329,000 or 330. So I'm updating my price to 330,000 and possibly 335. I've changed the price to the flyer, or on the flyer to 335,000 and also updated the website. So it'll be reflective, but I'm really am thinking about discounting for the holiday season, like maybe a $10,000 off or a 20 or not 20, maybe 15,000 just to get, just to see if I can get excitement around this. Because if, even if I sold it for a $10,000 discount, first of all, I'm still saving thousands of dollars off of a real estate agent and I sell the house soon. And I'm getting a little bit nervous if this goes past the new year, we could probably go till February. But then I think my mom's accounts are going to run low because we've been kind of offsetting some of the cost for her. And then also, we're going to have to be paying some out of our own savings. And so we don't want to do that. We want to, we want to get my mom situated there and make sure she's still thriving in the community that she's chosen. And also that it's not going to financially strap us as well. So, so it's all about mom. It's all for mom. Incidentally, she had some neighbors that came over, uh, neighbors that lived across the street from her, that know my mom. They knew my dad really well as as well. They knew both of them, and they were like, "Hey, I saw you getting the house ready. We thought that you might be putting putting it up for sale." And they asked me some questions and how much it was and all that. So it was kind of exciting. And so they said they'd keep an eye on the house as well, which is really a sweet gesture, and it just shows you that it's a nice neighborhood with a great community and people that look out for each other. So I I really appreciate that. And I know my mom did as well. As far as the people looking, we got a, a plethora of people of different genres and different types. We had a, a couple single people look at the house. We had one Hispanic gentleman look at the house and he was going to buy it for himself on behalf of his entire family. And he had quite a large family, but they didn't qualify, which was really sad. I was really sad about that. And this other guy, oh, and remember I had mentioned a guy named Paul early on that really loved the property. And I finally reached out to him because I never heard back from him. And I said, hey, I knew you were really excited about this house, you know, and I didn't hear from you. And we thought you had it. In fact, when we came back from vacation, I thought that that guy was going to be the one that buys it. And we were really looking forward to 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 get you know to selling it to them and this is another tip for, for you out there wanting to sell your home uh, don't get too emotionally attached I know it's hard because you really feel for these people and you really want them to really go for it and really get the house but sometimes it's just not in their cards and that's what this person said I he reached out to me uh, and I think it was a text message and he just said well it's just not going to work out. And he didn't say why. He didn't say if it was financing. He didn't say the details. But and we don't want to pry. That's something you just don't want to do. It's whatever reason it was. Either he didn't feel like he could do it, or it was too much of a burden to prove. I think he might have had. He might have been the one that had a business of his own. And that kind of thing. If someone has a business of their own and they don't have a three-year prior track record of a solid income coming in, a lot of times a bank won't loan against that. They like to see a track record of a consistent income coming in for the last, last two or three years, especially if you have your own business. So that's just something to note um, when selling your home. So that's a, a thing to note. Now, you don't have to be the banker, obviously. You, you just need to understand enough to know why and why not people would either get approved or not approved. Now, you might be saying, well, Steve, I thought you said you were making sure people were pre-approved. Well, I am. But sometimes people get so excited seeing a house that they really want, they may overlook that fact. And then they may not have approval. So just bear that in mind and just let them know that, hey, by the way, I I am uh, requiring pre-approved. Have you checked with the bank yet? And they'll be honest with you. They'll, well, no, I haven't. But the the whole thing is, again, it's a numbers game. So you want to show the property to as many people as you'd like or as you can. Which leads me to our tips of this month, which is, drum roll, please, brrr, showing tips for your home, 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 home. Yeah, I kind of did that pretty good, didn't I? I just ad-libbed there. I don't know if that even sounded good. But what I wanted to say is that showing your house is a art as much as that is a science. And what I mean by that is when you show your home, You technically want to bring them through the same route as you would anybody else. This shows that you're not discriminating based on anyone. Now, here's an example. We had shown the house to a few real estate investors, a couple of real estate flippers, like house flippers. They buy a house, fix it up, and sell it. And we also showed the house to one developer and five different families and I think a couple single people. So there's quite a few showings that we did. And when we showed our house, we staged it and we scheduled it in a way that would make people see the last person that you're showing. So I always like to have that because it shows a sense of urgency, like, wow, there's a lot of people interested in this house, when technically maybe there was only five people that you're showing that day or five different parties. You want to back them up side by side. So what we did is we we decided Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays, some Saturdays was the days that we were going to show the house. So technically, all I did was book them from 4 to 4.30, 4.30 to 5, 5 to 5.30, 5.30 to 6. See, it's pretty easy, right? Half hour increments. And then usually when you're finishing up, the second person's coming in and then they they either come in or they wait outside seeing that you're still working with someone. So it's kind of brings some excitement, but then it gets you into a mode as well. You get into this groove. Uh, that's, so that's tip number one. Schedule them together. Schedule them side by side and schedule them. Make a schedule for whenever you do have the showings. Make sure they're in the same day. Okay, and the second thing is show everyone regardless of who they are. And this speaks to the first part of my discussion here, which was no matter if they're a real estate investor, a developer, a family, a single person, a married person, whoever they are, treat them with the same respect you would treat a a close family member or a friend. Because really, if they become your buyer, they are going to be your friend because they're, they're buying your home, right? Well, okay, they may not have to be your friend. But the point is you want to treat everyone with a level of love and respect. And you want to show them in the same manner as everyone else, which follows to my third point. Is show them the property in the same flow, in the same path. This is something we picked up when we were showing apartments years ago, because you see, if you would have showed someone an apartment and walked them through a, a different path, that could be taken as, well, you didn't walk me through the same path as you did X Y Z person, and therefore you're discriminating me against me, and you don't want me to have this property because you're showing me the bad parts of it, so I won't. I'll say no. Now that's kind of extreme, right? But the point is you want to think of it in terms of having a rhythm of the way you're showing a house. So what we would do is we would show them the inside unless they asked us specifically, no, we want to see outside first. But here's the flow is that we what we're doing is we're always going in from the front room, the front door, into the living room, into the bedrooms, showing them the bedrooms, coming back, showing them the kitchen and the utility room and the bathroom, and then taking them from there out to the backyard, showing them all around the backyard and how we have this big half-acre yard, show them where the garden can be and the pool could be and all that. Take them in between the house and the garage, which is a detached garage, by the way. Having them come inside the garage, look around, and then come in through the utility room, which is a side door of the house, and then back into the kitchen and into the dining room. And then there, you'd be right in the back into the front door where you started and at that point, they could either talk to us a little bit more, make an offer, or we could show the next person the house. So that's the, the way it's been going. And for the most part, I think that works pretty well because they really, uh, they really can see the full gambit of all the house. They can see the inside, the outside. They'll know the house inside and out, and they can make a, a sort of high-level decision if they want to keep going. And if they're now seeing my video, that gives them another level of footage to see and decide if they want this house or go forward. I did get some valuable feedback by the way, and this is just a note before I continue on with the showing is that people were noticing how the ceilings are low in the living room because again this is an older part of the house and in those days they had to raise the foundation or the yeah, the the crawl spaces weren't that big and they so everything was raised a little bit rather than dug down. And so the ceilings in there are pretty short. And I don't know how short they are, but I think, I want to say they're like six and a half feet. Maybe, no, it has to be a little taller than that. Maybe seven feet. I don't really remember. But it just seemed low. And when I was filming with the video, someone said that. They go, well, on that video, your ceilings looked a little low. And I think it was a part where I was walking in from the kitchen to the dining room. So what I'm doing is editing that part out of the video. I'm still going to show the ceilings, but I'm going to show, uh, as I'm walking into the dining room, I'm going to put a wide angle lens photo of the living room there and then come back to me as I walk to the back bedrooms. I think that'll at least least alleviate that. And then when they come on site, they can then make a decision. But again, there's another pre-qualifier. If they don't like the low ceilings, then they don't have to buy the house, right? And they're only low in that first initial part, the dining room. Some people may overlook that. So I, I don't know if I really want to take that out of the video. But I might just to see, just to get people to come and then see if they really, like if it's a really a showstopper for them. Because to me, it's perfectly fine, especially when it's just in that dining room and that main living room. The rest of the house is, is, uh, has a higher or taller ceiling. So anyway. So back to what I was saying, we had, we, step one, we talked about showcasing the house side by side with other people, schedule it at the same time. We want to show everyone, regardless of who they are, we want to follow the same path as we're showing the house. Four is we don't want to put anything down in the house. We want to lift it up. I don't mean physically, I mean mentally. We want to lift everything up. And what I mean by that is, let's just say you have a brick faux pas Wall, which we do in this kitchen. One of the things you don't want to do is put it down. You don't want to say, "Oh, that." I know that wallpaper is ugly. You you might want to just change it to whatever you want. Now, saying that you want to change it to whatever you want is actually a good thing, right? Because you want to get them to think about the house as theirs. But if you put down that wall, what if they liked? What if they liked it? What if they loved it? I we had that situation happen in our kitchen. We we had that faux paw brick, red brick. And I just, I don't know, it looks, looks to me it looks dated. I guess some, some parts I, it kind of looks nice. This couple just loved it. They didn't want to remove it. They thought it was the best thing. And when I looked at it, you know, I said, I guess they don't make them like that anymore. They don't make a wallpaper that has that same texture and that same brick look. And it does look really natural. And so, again, remember that if you hate something, they may love it. So just lift up the accentuate and lift up the good qualities of your home. And don't put anything down, because this is the time that you can make your house shine. And my fifth tip, and this is the fifth and final tip for this episode, is to make sure that you're setting the mood, the the appeal, and the ambiance. And now what I mean by those is the mood is what they feel, what they sense when they come in. Is there potpourri? Is there some beautiful scent? Is there a little bit of background music? Is is there a little bit of background music that they can listen to when they're coming in? Is there adequate lighting? Is there an indoor appeal? Is there is there the appeal from the curb that we talked about in, uh, when we first started this? So we wanted to make sure that we get the curb appeal, the, the in, inside appeal, and we want to make sure that we're setting a mood when they come into the into the house. So that's, that's the fifth thing I would make sure that you're you're hitting all of those. And don't forget to give them a flyer on their way out just in case they hadn't grabbed one. Have a few flyers on your table. That really makes it look professional. Even though you're technically just doing it for sale by owner, you want to look semi-professional, right? Lastly, I want to provide one last tip and that's one of security. And it goes beyond the five things that I just mentioned about showcasing your home or showing your home. And that's making sure that you are doing the safety protocols. Having at least one more adult with you, no less than two adults when you're showing a home, and making sure you have those wise cameras on and pointed directly at people coming in and out of your home. This is just an extra safety measure and I don't want to freak you out. It is a good safety protocol and if people see cameras around the house, chances are they're not going to mess with you. But it's just something to note about when bringing people into your house and that This could happen even if you have a real estate agent that is showing your house when you're there. If you happen to have dinner cooking uh, that night, I would just not do it for that night. I wouldn't even cook dinner those nights that you show it. I would eat out or just not even have dinner there if you can. Because you don't want the, the, the aromas of those foods to kind of interrupt the pattern of you selling it. So those nights or those days, those evenings, whenever you show it, it's going to have to either be an early dinner or a late dinner those nights. It's a sacrifice you can make. We're just doing it for the sale of this home, right? For us, we didn't live there in the house that we were selling, so it made a, a little bit easier this time. But I know those times before, and I just kind of wanted to mention it to you right there. So that's a little bonus tip. Anyway, so that's about it for this uh, this episode. Next episode will be in December. We're going to do a Christmas episode. And hopefully we will have a sale by then. If not, if we don't have a sale pending, I'm thinking about discounting it for a Christmas sale, maybe dropping the price and seeing what happens. This is just an experiment, right? We're just experimenting, seeing how things go. I won't be, uh, I would be lying if, if I wouldn't say I'm getting a little apprehensive. There's a little bit of nervousness of this. Like, are we gonna sell it? Are we gonna sell it? Because last time we sold a house for sale by owner, especially even the first house sale that we did, our first house sale we did was like, took only two weeks. So I guess we're a little spoiled when it comes to that. But I've heard people, you know, having their home on the market, selling it for as long as like, what, six months to sometimes eight months or even a year. So we haven't waited that long yet. So I, I, I can wait a few more months. So I'm not too too concerned. But it is it is a little bit different market. So we'll just see how things go. All right. So until next time, this is Steve Klein saying become Fisbo smart and save thousands of dollars on your next home sale. And we will see you in the next episode.